from Austin Stone Worship. This is Stories from the Austin Stone. This season on the podcast, we're sharing the stories of seven men and women and their journeys of recovery from the fallout of suffering, abuse, and sin. In this episode of Recovery, we bring you Naomi and Hector's story. My name is Naomi Flores. I'm from El Paso, Texas, and I've been in Austin around eight years. My name is Hector, and I'm from originally El Paso, Texas, and I've been in Austin for about eight years. So I struggled with depression from a very young age. Probably the first episode was when I was 12 or 13 years old. Not even my parents really understood what it was. We They took me to doctors, and I stopped eating a lot, and I lost weight. I kind of struggled in silence because sometimes I saw how much that they were worried that I didn't want to worry them more. Off and on throughout the years, I would just push through what I was feeling, which probably made it worse, but I didn't really realize what it was until I was in my older teens. Some of the lies that I battled in my mind whenever I was feeling depressed or anxious or just not myself in general were I felt like I was alone. Even if somebody tried to come alongside me and help me in their own way, eventually I felt like they would grow tired of me not getting better. When I think back on my childhood, I think of constantly trying to fill the void inside myself. So my parents divorced when I was very young, and my mom loved me dearly, and my dad was still around a lot, but I was by myself a lot. I was either in my room playing video games or at a friend's house, constantly seeking out connections and bonds. And since I was a child, I've always been incredibly anxious always thinking that something bad is going to happen. And sadness has always been a constant companion, but from a very young age, survival mechanism that I had was look to other things to occupy your mind and your time. In particular, mental illness wasn't something that we ever talked about. I didn't even know mental illness was a thing until I was an adult. I thought that was limited to people in mental asylums, certainly not me or my family. I didn't understand what I was feeling, and I didn't have an opinion on God because I didn't have a relationship with God until I was in my 20s. Hector and I have been married for 10 years. So when we came to Austin, we didn't realize how hungry we were for spiritual growth until we started visiting churches and seeing, oh, wow, it's different over here. The Austin Stone was probably maybe the third or fourth church we visited after moving. And after the first service, we both looked at each other like, this is where we're going to be coming to church. This is going to be our home church. Learning about God from pastors here at the Stone has been transformational to me. It's been so good to actually learn what God really says and what he really wants for our lives. After having children, I felt like my depression episodes got a lot worse, in particularly with my second. There was a lot of aspects to it that made it really hard, and it came on hard and fast. 
I had a friend that would talk about recovery. She would talk about how her and her husband went, but I knew that the reason she went was for substance abuse. So I never knew that recovery was for anything else other than that until I started opening up a little bit more to her about my struggles and what was going on with me. She said, no, it's for any kind of struggle. It can be for depression, it can be for anxiety, eating disorder, sexual sin, anything. Any kind of struggle that you struggle with or the struggle that was done to you. If you've suffered as a result of something else that someone struggles with, you can go. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh, I had no idea. And it was like this little light of hope opened up and I was like, okay, I'm going to go. So I went by myself and I was really nervous because I had no idea what to expect. As soon as I walked in, someone approached me right away and asked me who I was and if I was new. Just immediately made me feel super welcomed and the, like, the nerves kind of just melted away as soon as the worship started. It was a missing piece to the puzzle that I needed for my healing process and I didn't even know that it existed. It was just broken people together wanting to hold each other with Jesus in the middle. And it was just so beautiful. And I never experienced that before. And I was so grateful that I was able to go and to be a part of that. When I came home, I talked to Hector about it. And I knew he was going through his own journey of struggles and depression, but he wasn't interested at the time. So... I didn't push it. I would just go and I'd come home and tell him about it in hopes of him being intrigued. I would talk about it in my open share. I would I would cry and pray about bring my husband here so that we could heal together. Watching Naomi go through that journey, I was seeing a different aspect of healing, one that I had never experienced before. I was only just starting to seek out medical help for what I was going through and what I was feeling. As I was younger, it was cool to be depressed. You know, people were, as they were called, emo. And it was part of the culture. But now as an adult and having children, there was nothing to hide behind. And so it was all laid bare. And Naomi convinced me to start seeking out help, and I did. But I didn't think that I needed that aspect, that part, to be healed. I didn't think I needed to be talking about my sin struggles with anybody. I thought it wasn't going to help. I saw how Naomi would light up when she would talk about her recovery journey. And I slowly warmed up to it. Because even though she told me it was for other people, I really still in my heart thought it was only for like substance abuse and alcohol and things like that. But I warmed up to it, and then I went with her one night, and it was very transformative. It was it completely changed my outlook on, on what recovery is. That first night, people were openly confessing their sin. And especially growing up in a predominantly Hispanic town where you don't talk about those things. It was very, very strange, countercultural. It was a big shock to me. But when I moved into the OpenShare group after the message had been given, 
And I started to confess some of the things that I had been struggling with. I felt a huge burden lift. It felt right. Like I should have been doing this the whole time. That this was a component, a piece of the puzzle that had been missing and I didn't even know it. And when he came, it was... Ugh, it was just really an emotional night because I had talked so much about him. It was like everybody knew about him, but they never met him. And their eyes were just like, oh, my gosh, her husband is here, too. And I would smile and they would look at me and I would nod like, yes, this is him. It was one of the first times I was really like obedient to like the voice that God was telling me, let me do the work. Don't push him. Let me do the work. Lead by example. And he did. I felt hope, and I hadn't felt that in a long time, because because since we were both struggling, it was affecting our marriage a lot, and I felt like, okay, I felt like strength from God, even though I felt so weak, I felt like, okay, we can do this, like, now we're doing it together, it's not just me doing my own thing and him doing his own thing, like, we're doing it together, and we can hit this, you know, hit this head on with God. It was kind of like God was just encouraging me and like telling me it's it's going to be hard, but you're, you're going to get through this together. The steps to gospel recovery was very difficult in that it forced you to look inwards. That's not something that I was prone to do or even knew how to do. I didn't know how to take stock of my feelings and really understand what I was going through. And so... In the steps to gospel recovery, it really caused me to examine what I was feeling, why I was feeling it, all guided by the truth of Scripture. What is your relationship with God? What is your relationship with the people around you? How does Scripture speak into that? One of the things that I had to really come to terms with was my alcohol use. I was not binge drinking like I was in my youth, but I was still using alcohol as medicine to cope with the things I was feeling in particular because I was going through a journey of trying different medications prescribed to me by by my doctor and they made me feel all sorts of different things. There's a lot of adverse side effects and to cope with that, I drank, and that was one of the things that I had to come to terms with. What the steps did for me was ground me in the words of Christ. I suffer from bipolar disorder, and quite often my mind is telling me one thing, but I can assess a situation and understand that it's not how I'm feeling it. I can be at a social function that's a happy occasion, a birthday party or a holiday party, and feel utterly depressed and miserable, but understand in my mind that what you're feeling is untrue. I can look to Christ for what is true when my mind, when my, the chemistry in my brain is telling me something else. The steps process for me was really revealing in the aspect of comfort idols and also control, I believe. 
I never really took the time to dissect why I'm feeling how I'm feeling and go to the root causes. And Steps really helps you get to the root cause of your sin and gives you tools on how to address those sins. Ultimately helps you put Jesus there in the center of those struggles and helps you to realize that he is a number one comfort for any struggle that you are going through. When I was able to let go and realize what liberty I had, kind of took the pressure. You go into steps thinking I'm going to get help for myself and get better for myself, but it also opens your eyes to the people closest in your life, especially if you're married. There will be times when both Hector and I are in a depressive episode and an anxious episode. But whenever we take the time to actually dig deep and help each other, we're both healing together. The healing that took place between the two of us was being able to relate to each other in a way that we had not known before. Having language and tools that we didn't have before that allowed us to come alongside each other, to sympathize with one another. What I hope God does through my story is let people know that there is true hope and healing in Christ, that God has provided the church to be a blessing to us in more ways than one, and that includes people who suffer with mental illness. We are broken people living in a broken world, and the church is there to help us with that. I wanted to specifically address men that are out there that think that they can't talk about their feelings, that it's not manly, that it's not acceptable, that we have to be rocks and not show emotion. That's not how Christ made us. Christ made us as personal beings to be reflections of him. But the men out there who are struggling, there is hope and healing in Christ. My prayer and hope to people that struggle with mental health would be to not lose heart and to primarily lean on God, but to also use the tools that He's given you, which can be the church, the people in your church, in your community, doctors, your family. You will never tire somebody that loves you. Everybody heals differently and everybody heals at a different pace. A scripture that's helped me during my times of struggle and has been an anchor to me is from 2 Corinthians 4, 8, 16 through 17. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. My name is Naomi. For me, recovering Christ means continuous lifelong journey of hope, healing, and perseverance with the help of community to walk alongside me in my struggles and most importantly, the knowledge that Jesus is the only true answer to remedy the many struggles of this broken world and is better than any comfort it has to offer. My name is Hector, and for me, recovery in Christ means regeneration. 
being made new again, being made whole. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stories from the Austin Stone. For more information about recovery, counseling, and other resources, please visit austinstone.org soul care. And to hear more stories like this one, go to austinstone.org stories. Please help us spread the word about this podcast by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts and by sharing this episode with your family and friends. Join us next week as we bring you another story of recovery. I came in in a pretty just kind of desperate place. And I think I was probably very like, you know, wide eyed and like kind of cynical about everything, like looking for reasons to kind of discredit what I was hearing or the grace that was being given or the rest that was available. And God broke that down pretty quick. 